Yo, what up, people, pets, and extraterrestrials? Welcome to Spiffy Bender Radio. My name is Nick. Let's talk some puck. So, it's now November the 5th, 2020, and needless to say, 2020 has been fucking insane. It has been frightening, enlightening, strange, bewildering, concerning, uplifting, everything in between, everything beyond the words I've just said. It has been a time of pandemic, which has infected, infected and affected everything around us, everything about each individual's day-to-day lives. And that includes hockey. That covers the inability to play an adult league, which I'll get to in a moment. And that covers the inability to watch live present day professional hockey on TV or in person at your professional team's rink. It's getting to the point now where you couple the us having the last few pleasant days of the year, at least in the lower Northeast, and I'm guessing below. You couple that with, we just had the election, so people got out amongst one another and voted because, hey, you got to, right? We'll see what happens with that within the next day or 10. Who knows? But stay out of politics here. So what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks to a month and then throughout the winter? Because it seems as though many health experts projections of an uptick in Corona cases is on our doorstep. It's going to every factor that they predicted would contribute to a spike in positive test results has converged into a perfect storm of what the fuck because well people aren't really adhering to social distancing protocols still which is positively dumbfounding but that's for another conversation in another podcast this is about hockey so let's talk about hockey how is the present situation going to continue to affect the National Hockey League. Well, for starters, instead of beginning in the first week of October, as is tradition, or maybe like by like the 10th or so of October, give or take, the NHL season may start on December 1st. So we're going two months without normal exposure to the game. Like the circadian rhythm of the NHL hockey fan has been thrown completely out of whack. Regardless of how well I believe they did throughout the playoffs in the bubble, which I think they did pretty well, there are certain logistical and financial issues facing the NHL moving forward, most especially if they adhere to the same protocols and the same presentation that they used during the playoffs. Uh, The primary reason that would probably or likely present to be the case is that the NHL is a gate-driven business. The Each NHL team relies on having 18 to 20,000 people show up 41 times a year at minimum to their local, to I mean, to their home rink, paying money to see them play live. It relies upon the money generated through concessions which of which they get a percentage or entirely depending on the deals they make whether or not they own the concessions companies that they use uh, they 
get a cut of, for example, the merch. I believe um, NHL merch sold within arenas is umbrella. Like the NHL does get a percentage as like a governing body. And then the teams get a percentage, et cetera, et cetera. Breakdowns go on and on, as is the case with um, the exchange of goods and services throughout economics. So, But that's a lot of lost revenue. Not even potential lost revenue. It's a lot of lost revenue. You got to think of it in certain terms, like for the average fan. If you're a rabid motherfucker that'll get their fix no matter what, this doesn't necessarily apply to you. But... If you are a fan of hockey and your idea of the perfect in-person experience is to bring your wife and your two children, you arrive at a rink, you pay for parking. Maybe your um, home team's rink owns a cut of the parking. So that's money out the window for them. Then you walk inside, get your ticket scanned, and for example, a PPG Paints Arena the second you walk through the doors, through the main gate, you're staring at a Penn's gear store. So they have directed your eyes right to another spending opportunity for you and a profit opportunity for them. So you walk into the Penn store, your kids, being kids, start pointing out all the cool stuff they like and grabbing it and bringing it up to you, trying to be sneaky, sly, and cute about trying to get you to buy them a, a teddy bear with a Penn's logo on it or... You know, what have you, any of a number of things, which I'll get to the merch in a moment. So you buy a couple things, a puck t-shirt. Maybe you've been wanting a Crosby jersey for a while, so you scoop one up. And this is best case, so like, don't lambaste me for spending other people's money and trying to like correlate points to you know, fortify my own personal argument. Just saying, for example. Maybe they cut a short on concessions. They went out to eat beforehand. They get a couple drinks and maybe they share some nachos. So we'll cut the fucking cost there. Okay. But this single family of four people out of the 18 to 20,000 people, they're going to attend the game, spend an X amount of dollars. People going in there at minimum, spend money for tickets 41 times a year. That's a fuck ton of revenue. If they're not going to have fans at the game in person, that's a lot of lost profit. And that's what drives the league. That's what that's what makes it a business opportunity for people who are well-to-do and business-minded to purchase franchises and run them as businesses. So, billionaire or not, nobody likes to lose money. Now, if they start off, for example, sometime in December doing 25% capacity, that's still only 25% of potential profit. Or less, depending. We're living in a really, really unique time that I don't know if you need to go far as far back as the Great Depression to analyze like the difference in allocated um, like fund money or unemployment numbers, um, economic stresses, but we're in an economically stressful time. I personally, as somebody who has kept their job the entire time and makes good like decent money, like I, I'm okay. I've been okay, but I'm still a hell of a lot more reticent to spend money now than I used to be because I don't know if that's always going to be the case. So I imagine a lot of people with the ability to sock money away are socking as much money away as possible just to cover contingencies, which is intelligent. I like to say, even though, you know, I'm obviously patting myself on the back here, but 
how much money do you really have to spend on going to NHL games? Now, granted, maybe you're somebody to attend six to eight games a year and you're only going to do like four. Then that opens up an opportunity for people who haven't been able to get tickets in certain markets to be able to get tickets. So maybe you're okay in that regard, but maybe not. And that's speaking in terms of full capacity, full. And I don't, I personally don't see this happening until maybe the October of 2021, to be honest. So what does the NHL plan to do in this time their tv deals about to be up who wants to spend money on a sport that already sort of kind of struggles especially compared to other larger sports in this country when they're struggling even more so without fans in attendance hockey if you have attended many different sports hockey both what you see on tv and what you experience live is really really fan driven there's nothing like watching an NHL game at the rink. But there's nothing like that translation of atmosphere to, you know, combine with what you're watching that makes it watchable. The only thing that I can think of, honestly, okay, two sports off the top of my head I can think of that are really fan dependent for like television atmosphere would be um, European football, watch a Man U game against. Man City, listening to the chanting, that's it's intoxicating, gets you into the game. But professional wrestling is also ultra crowd dependent. But somehow, some way, professional wrestling has found a way to thrive in this situation. And I don't know if that's something that the NHL can look into. And this is where I'm getting to the point of this lengthy diatribe is if the NHL can't make up their profit margins in the gay driven format, what can they do? to stay viable they need to expand their role as entertainer as opposed to strictly athletic club because that's what they are that's why people pay money to watch them do what they do because people are entertained by watching the best of the best play the game at the highest level but at the same time Fans are also engaged in the human stories. They want to know what's going on with their favorite players. They want to know the nature of people's struggles. There are compelling stories in this league, compelling stories like based on substance abuse and depression, um, PTSD from concussions, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot to delve into from a narrative perspective as well as the professional athletics perspective. So where are where's the influx of documentaries? Where are the shows based on behind-the-scenes footage and talk? Why is this not being monetized to the point that I think it should be? This should be something on NHL Network. I know that Reddit um, AMAs exist, but at the same time, I think the NHL could like monetize this. You set up like a Patreon, for example. And I'm not trying to take money away from people but at the same time like for like example pro wrestling until recently you could run a twitch or cameo feed and make money on the side which ended because they're non-union so with the players being union at least they could maybe take care of themselves who wouldn't want to do a cameo with Sidney crosby or how about using zoom what if you went to um penguins.com at a certain time and were able to sign up on patreon to pay for a game show hosted by bob airy where 
he gives Sidney Crosby three minutes to run around his house and find items that he shouts out, like, go find a gold medal. And what if he pulls out a shock drawer? You'd probably find it pretty funny and entertaining. And that's a Deborah ripoff of the R-Truth game show on WWE Network. But it's something that an individual team can do easily to make revenue that's new, exciting, um, insightful, and humanizes the people that you see playing hockey on TV. I know Inside the Pens does that or In the Room, et cetera, et cetera. But you can go deeper. You can go wider. You can hold, um, you know, Zoom Q&As and occasionally give away an item. Like what if if Evgeny Malkin's sitting there answering questions in the hilarious way he probably can answer your questions and he's drinking out of a coffee cup and then all of a sudden he just pulls out a paint pen, autographs it and puts it up for auction and proceeds go to charity. So people are going to buy that. People are tuning into Patreon. The pens are getting money. Charities are getting money. And the players are being more engaged with the community they live in and the people they entertain. I'm saying get creative in this vein because if you've gone on either Fanatics or shop.nhl.com, the one thing that stands out about NHL team merchandise is it is fucking corny. It's terrible. It is such corporate branding it's it is so bland and homogenized that it is just uninspiring you go on and pick your favorite team and scroll down all it is is dollar store merchandise with your team's logo on it that's all it is every single hoodie t-shirt wall plaque that you find hoodies everything hats everything that you scroll down and see is something you would see at Walmart with a different fucking logo on it. There is no creativity. There is no uniqueness. There is no wow factor to it. It is so bland and cool. It's all advertising. You're buying advertising from this team. And I'm sure I'm the only, not the only one that thinks this way. I'm sure I'm not the only one that thinks this is just not attractive from an aesthetic and fashion sense at all. This shit is mostly terrible. Now, if you're from the Pittsburgh area, for example, and I'm sure other places have similar stores, there's a store called 412. There's also a store called Steel City. Now, they get creative with the way they present Pittsburgh sports in general, but teams in specifics. You need to tap more creative people, more local people to make a local product that can boost your sales. Look at this. It's just a fucking wallet with a Pens logo on it. That's all it is. There's no... It's... The most basic wallet I've seen. It's a fucking $10 Burlington special with a fucking logo on it. That's it. Because I'm scrolling down while I'm going off on this. It's just, if you guys really want to, because you got to lean on something that you have to sell as a product to make sure that you're making money and staying financially viable. None of this is any good. None of it. It's terrible shit. It's a, and especially from a quality perspective, because I own T-shirts from NHL stores that are so rigid and uncomfortable. Up the quality across the board, even if you got to raise prices, which obviously looking at the price points here, you don't have a fucking issue with doing. But just try harder. Put a little bit more effort into it. Jesus fucking Christ. So... That's what I think about the issues that face the NHL going through the um, 
hopefully just the remainder and not the rest of our time on this planet in the pandemic condition. If you have any thoughts, you can leave them on my Facebook page, which since this is the only place I share this at right now, or if there's a way to comment on Anchor, go for it. I'll answer questions live, sorta. I don't post live, but I don't like cut shit out and re-record shit over. So it's quasi live, I suppose. Moving on. We got a fucking space shuttle here. Fueled up. Ready to go. Blasting off into the Bendiverse. And this edition of Bullshit I'm About to Say on Adult League Hockey is brought to you by Helltown Beer. It's actually not. They don't sponsor me. Nobody in their right mind would fucking sponsor me. I am drinking Helltown Wit. It is fucking delicious. If you can get your hands on some cans, take them to the parking lot, knock them back. If you can still actually play hockey wherever you live, because who the fuck knows what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. So if you're able to right now, get it in while you can. After that, I don't know. Call your captain on the phone, bitch and complain, talk some shit. Do what you got to do to get by if we're going back into the red or whatever. Delicious. Let's talk about a person near and dear to my heart because I believe I am this guy, at least on most days. A legendary player throughout all annals of adult league hockey. A man who really, really goes out there and does his best. A man who really, really gives you 100%. Would give you 110% if that was mathematically possible. A guy who maybe has many names, but I know him by one. And his name is Tommy Tryhard. Now, when you hear that, you immediately think, oh, fuck, that guy. And that is the problem I have. And it's not just because I am more often than not that guy. It's because of why that name carries such a negative connotation. So you get shit talked on by the opposition because you're skating hard and playing hard. Okay, let's dip into the rationale behind this because this is where I get lost personally. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to both play with a person that gives you 100% and takes it seriously. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to play against someone who is showing you the respect of competing against you as best they possibly can. Now, yes, I understand. I've been there. I've done it for years. Adult League Hockey is pay-to-play. Adult League Hockey is rec hockey. Adult League Hockey is fun. It is not serious. No one's getting called up to the bigs. You're just there to get some exercise and have a good time. So, And like life, it takes many to stir the pot. It takes many elements to make a stew. So the people referring to a human being in a negative fashion as a Tommy tryhard when they're playing hockey might be somebody who isn't trying hard. Why? There are many reasons that I've seen personally throughout my experience that lead to people not trying hard. The biggest one is sandbagging. 
where people were playing down and just dicking around and having a good time. Which, like I have said in the past, I don't appreciate when it's a team that goes out there and is insecure or, you know, being the submissive in their life to the point where they have to take it out on somebody else. And there are people who legitimately just want to skate with their boys and their boys are a level down and they take it a little easy. And that's fine because that person typically doesn't give you the tell me try hard shit. They typically just, you know, toe the adult league etiquette line, so to speak. But there are people that do play down and they're doing that because they want to play with their boys. But they also like it when other human beings tell them how nice they are out there. And they feed off that because they probably don't get it anywhere else. And then those guys don't like it when you step up off on, on them and try to strip the puck. Because those are the same type of guy typically that when you sneeze. Well, let's not talk about sneezing on anybody in this day and age. Like if you like go by them and stick on puck but you hit the stick a little hard they start bitching the ref or say they're gonna fight you and typically that's you know you're just dealing with a defective broken human being and there's nothing you can really do about that and then you get hit with the tommy tryhard insult and then you're baffled because well why would i not the reason i play the way that i do is because I respect everybody that I skate with. I've gone on and on about how much I love the boys and I love the game. I love everything about it. And part of love is showing that respect and giving your honest, true self to what you love or what you're passionate about. It's true with your wife, true with your girl, true with your dude. It's true with the game. When I look across the room and I see all these people that like I'm, I'm friends with, that like I care about and I appreciate, and I appreciate that they made time in their busy lives to show up and play hockey with me. Because, like I just said, people have wives and girlfriends. People have boyfriends, jobs, side pieces, side hustles. They have kids they got to chauffeur around from like their games, their other interests, cheerleading, blah, 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 blah. And they have to pay to do it. And they show up. I'm not going to go out there and sandbag it and make them look like idiots. That's so disrespectful. So I go out and give the effort that I have to give because I care about those guys and I care about the hustle and the struggle and I care about the grind. I appreciate the grind and I appreciate what they put in, but I have a level of self-respect as well, where I want to go out there and I want the way I enjoy the game is being engaged, competing, competing. I love to compete. So I'm going to go out there and and I'm going to fucking try hard. Sorry, bud. But at the same time, I'm doing it because I respect the opposition because they're doing the same shit we're doing to get to that game. They're, organizing their lives and making sacrifices in time and effort they can put in elsewhere to do the same exact thing myself and my teammates are doing. So I owe them a game. I owe them a contest. So I'm going to go out there and skate as hard as I can and I'm going to give it to them. So if you don't want to do that and you want to talk shit, that's fine. I'm just going to run over you. I'm going to run through you. It is what it is. You take that home like you take every other like piece of bullshit that you have going on in your life home and just wallow in it. Don't 
try to improve yourself. It's cool. It is what it is. You're, you're playing down to feel better about yourself. That's fine. You can do that too. Don't ruin my experience. I'm not out there trying to ruin your experience. I'm trying to enhance it subconsciously or not. Like if I'm out there, I'm playing hard. You should want to compete, right? I don't understand doing anything else. I don't understand going out there and talking shit in people that aren't as good as you. I don't get that. That's kid shit. That's high school shit. So if you're still in high school and you're out there in adult league doing that stuff, I mean, I guess I understand it. But when you're 35 or 40, you're running your mouth like that. You're bumping gums. You're calling people, telling me try hard. You're saying that, you know, you I don't normally play in a league like this, but I don't really feel like trying and it's still easy. Or I'm going to go out here and, hey, I'm a righty or lefty. Give me your lefty stick. I'm going to dick around on these guys. And, you know, I've been in situations where I laughed about that when I was on the giving end or watching from the bench or whatever a little bit, but still felt uncomfortable because I got that feeling, you know, like, you know what, I'm going to step on the ice next and I'm easier to catch than that guy. So they're probably going to beat my ass. And that's not fair to me. That's fucking bullshit. So I try to be as respectful as possible out there. If I'm getting a little chippy with you, if I'm getting, if you're getting a little bit of stick work, it's not because I'm trying to hurt you. It's not because I'm trying to piss you off. So you try to fight me because I'm not looking for a fight. I've gone over that before. I'm trying to give you a game. I'm trying to give you something to work through. And I'm trying to give myself something to hang my hat on. When I got in the parking lot and we talk, my boys are like, dude, good game. Appreciate it. That's what matters to me. Good game. Appreciate it. Not like, dude, you fucking smoked the whole team and went backhand on a goalie. Even though I like doing that. I can't lie to anybody that listens to this and knows me. That is who I am. But I'm out there trying hard and you can think that's a negative. I'm always going to think it's a positive and I got guys on my side that think it's a positive. And that's all I need is the people that I roll with, the people that I care about, the people I love skating with, loving to skate with me. So I think as far as adult league goals go, that should be one, if not the one, you know, win the respect of your team, win the love of your team, be a good dude, bender or not, be a good dude. So this got a little bit long winded. I'm a little parched. So I'm gonna wrap this up. Not so bad. Um, I just came off oral surgery and my wedding. So that's why this episode was a bit late. It's pretty rad. So yeah, I got caught up in some cool shit happening in my life. Some improvements are being made. Um, some moves being made. So um, sorry for taking a little bit of time between episodes here. Um, hopefully in the future, I won't be such a deal hole. Uh, and until next time, be safe out there. You know, skate hard. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Shake hands after the game. Peace.